Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 20th anniversary of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, it was 20 years ago today, with little to no fanfare. This, None. This, I was there. No fanfare. <laughs> this program began. That's right. 20 years. Can you believe it? I can't, actually. We're celebrating by not being here. But we, meaning Michael, really, and Hanson, have accumulated clips from throughout the 20 years, some of the wildest, most notable, uh, silly, impactful things we've ever done. For instance, this hour, we're going to revisit the Sacramento Fire Department scandal. Do you remember that? When they were riding around on the trucks and picking up chicks to have sex on the fire trucks? Right. <laughs> Plus my miserable, miserable garage sale from back in the day. And I think I remember when you fired your babysitter, it was for a very specific and very odd reason. Is that the one that smelled like hot dogs? Nah, it was a different babysitter. Good fact, they're in. <laughs> anyway. It was one sausage or another. All morning long, we've got some of the highlights of the last 20 years of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, so yesterday at this time, we brought you the fascinating and sexy story of a fire department that has uh, turned into animal house. Fire department gone wild. In the state's capital of Sacramento. Um, and we got a phone call at about 7.15 from a guy who uh, didn't understand why there were women firefighters to start with. I think we both found him overly, overly harsh in some ways, but I think he spoke some truths. Yeah, either from the standpoint of um, you put men and women together in close quarters and you're going to get men-women problems. Right. To, um, you know, the whole physically weaker sex thing. Mm-hmm. which is an age-old argument and an old talk show, um, old talk radio sort of topic. But these are the letters we've got. Armstrong and Getty, I have been a faithful listener of your show until this morning. Uh-oh. I happen to be a five foot three, 100-pound woman who has been a police officer for five years that was fired because of the very same prejudice you expressed. The chief of police told me almost word for word the sentiment you expressed. Quote, I want someone who is 6'4", 250, that can wade into a bar fight every night. With that mindset, I was never let off probation status, even though the probation period is one year. Mind you, this is after two years of exemplary service with this agency and three with another one. Do you honestly believe that because I am five foot three, 100 pounds, I should never be employed by that or another police agency? Or that I should have to prove to them that I can bench press my weight? How about the male officers that are extremely overweight and out of shape? That never seems to be an issue. I don't recall you saying you'd like a fat, overweight, can barely get out of his car, 6'4", 360-plus, huffing and puffing into the bar to help you. Maybe you did, and I missed it. Is there anybody like that who's a police officer? Yeah, they're fat, out-of-shape cops. 6'4", 360? That's, <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe you share, That's huge. Maybe you share my former fellow officer's opinion that I should have been home making their coffee and breakfast. At this point in time, that's about all I can do in that field. It's been over eight months, and I'm still unemployed and have been rejected by every agency I've applied to because of that Cro-Magnum thinking. I'm on the brink of losing everything I own. Unemployment benefits are about to run out. How would you like your eggs? Cream and sugar with your coffee, sir? Signed, a former loyal listener. Want to read the other one first? First of all, the obvious response to that that I must get to immediately. If someone believes... That a woman that is 100 pounds 5'3 can't be a cop, that doesn't mean the only other option is making coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with making coffee. I like coffee. But we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, but please. She reminds me of the guy caller. It's a little overstated and harsh. 
Good morning. Good morning. I have been a faith. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have been a faithful listener of the morning show for years. I listen every morning on my way to work. While I haven't always agreed with you guys on all of their political opinions, people always write kind of as if they're talking to us, and then kind of as if they're talking to someone else about us. I don't know. I've always enjoyed and respected the fact that their show listened to all points of view to most debates. I've even called in on a few topics when I disagreed and was treated with respect. That's what we try. This morning, however, you lost a listener forever. I know that one listener isn't much, given how popular this show is, but I still feel moved enough to let you know how I feel. By the way, we don't feel that way at all. It depends. We've certainly talked to people that I'm perfectly willing to lose forever. Yeah, but generally we shout that at them on the air. <laughs> yes, generally. I was offended and angered by Armstrong and Getty's response to a caller who called in regarding the Sacramento firefighter scandal. While I understand that putting inflammatory callers on the air is necessary for interesting radio, it wasn't the caller that incensed me, it was the reception he got. This particular caller basically stated that women should not be allowed to be firefighters, policemen, or in the military as men couldn't be expected to control their animal urges around them. This is a common excuse among the big, dumb, dumb animal version of the men on the planet. What shocked me was how the hosts of the show agreed with the man's misogynistic view of the world. I changed the station and will not be coming back. I don't expect, this is my favorite part, by the way, I don't expect disciplinary action or warnings to the radio hosts. <laughs> good. I just needed to vent my anger and frustration to the people most likely to care. Yeah, it's a good thing you don't expect disciplinary action. It's interesting to me that you would even think it was possible to discipline somebody for bringing up the wild notion that perhaps women, because they're physically weaker, might not be, ought to be firefighters, cops, or in the military. You know, maybe you don't agree with that, but I don't think I deserve disciplinary action for bringing up the fact that a five foot, three hundred pound woman might not be as good at saving me in a fire as a big burly guy. Forgive us for foisting that incredibly fascist notion upon you. See, the interesting what's fascist part- is you thinking there ought to be disciplinary action right. for even having a conversation about w- it. Welcome to Northern California. Welcome. That's the problem with your political correctness that crosses into the very thing you accuse people of doing. Right. You're Absolutely. not allowed to even bring up the conversation. And the ironic part is she starts off with, I like the show and I really like how you let all points of view through. But this point of view, which you were willing to entertain briefly, should get you fired. Please. Please. All right, number one, what Jack said. The idea that, oh, I can't be a cop. Well, I'll just get pregnant then and pop out children and and serve you coffee and then lick your feet. How about an accountant, lawyer, president of the United States, secretary of state, whatever the hell you want to do that doesn't require big, strong arms? That's it. Also, another response is, if there's some big, strong, burly chick... Who can pass the physical fitness requirements? I say let her in. Well, obviously, obviously, but, but but if you have lowered the standards, right. which we know has happened, yes, yes, that is insanity. If you have lowered the standards, which we know has happened, my brother talks about it all the time in the military. Yeah, how they let women skate on a variety of tests, right. Because they, you know, they want to keep the women in the military. That is insane. That is political correctness run completely out of control. Right. If you're if you have the physical capabilities, I was watching that tennis match last night. Serena Williams is tougher than I ever was ever at any point in my life when I was in the best shape of my life. Right. No doubt about it. Yeah, better she, looking too. <laughs> she is a much better physical specimen and would be a tougher cop and better firefighter and better in the military than I would have ever been. Right. But to have physical standards that for decades were universally agreed upon, a soldier must be able to do this. And then, when, for various social reasons, we decided women should be able to be soldier soldiers. We decided, well, unless they're a girl. 
That is insanity. And now, then, now don't call with. Well, how about clerks and 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 uh, other jobs in the military, non combat jobs? It's no problem. No problem to me. The military is a gigantic corporation. That's no problem. But to suggest that jobs where you need big, strong arms, you're going to let people in who have not so big, strong arms just because we, it's the right thing to do. That's nuts. Well, yeah, and that conversation seems pretty simple to me and uh, pretty easy to understand. What I was amazed at is that people were horrified that we even mentioned it or brought it up, including a woman who believed there, you know, I, I don't expect disciplinary action or warnings. We should be warned and disciplined. For mentioning that sort of thing, that is the very sort of problem we have, especially in Northern California, right. but nationwide, yeah. with any discussion of any topic. You bring up immigration, you're a racist. You bring up racism in non-white people, you're a racist. If you bring up, what have we learned about women in the workplace, and well, not the workplace per se, but in, in these traditionally male jobs, how's it going? You're sexist. You ought to be warned and disciplined. Nice. That's beautiful. So we're willing to take your phone calls at one eight six six three three one talk Agree or disagree? one eight six six three three one talk Bill is on the line on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Go ahead, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. I have been a defense contractor for 12 years. I was in the military. I've been associated with security and with firefighting. Without a doubt, any woman who's been in those professions have not been able to do the job due to physical abilities and because of special preference. All, some, or most? Most. But not oh. all. In what way? Not all of the women. Because, I mean, they can't. I know plenty of tough women that are plenty tough enough to do whatever's got to be done. Right. Did you know that the military does not permit males to take showers in the field unless they've been there at least a week and women can take one every other day? Did not know that. That is wild, wacky stuff. It is. No idea. Their physiological needs. Now, whether that's right or wrong isn't the point. The point is it's special treatment. You can't put a woman inside of Abrams' battle tank, a four-man crew. They can't do the work. Okay, they now, that, 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 those situations are special to the military. How about when you get into firefighting and uh, police work? The same thing in firefighting. Firefighting is a very difficult, very physical job. And it's also very dangerous. Um, security, uh, cops, the same thing. We have a woman that I work with right now. Ooh, I can't do that. It's icky. It's smelly. And then they get, they don't have to. Well, then that person is probably not fit to do the job. Our point, no. our point is that there should not, our point is not that, that women should be excluded from firefighting or police work completely. Right, of course not. You just have to have the no, same standards. sexism. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You just have to have the same standards, and if you can do the job and handle the ickiness or whatever else, then that's fine. And listen, let's be creative. Don't don't freaking call me a misogynist. There are solutions for this. So much of being a firefighter these days has nothing to do with fires. You're a medical first responder. If there's some way to separate who does what within a given firehouse, and a woman can physically handle all the challenges of being a medical first responder, I got zero problem with that. Okay. Sec- that, go ahead. That would be fine if they had already decided that, sex aside that it was worth having a separate this and that right but don't create a separate this or that just because you want to get women into the firehouse right do the most efficient thing that saves them both lives right. period it doesn't right. make any sense to me that you've got to have the opportunity for women to become firefighters so you know or policemen are in the military so you'd have to create a way to get that to happen no anybody that can meet the standards that are set blindly without regard to sex or race or anything like that then, right. then you can be one right 
perfect. Uh, Deborah, Larry, Richard, hang on. We'll get right to you right after the break. I was just astounded at the number of emails we got of people that were appalled that we were even willing to bring up the subject. That's dangerous. That sort of thinking is dangerous. Amazing. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Sacramento firefighter scandal. Another sex sex scandal in the Sacramento Fire Department. And... uh, the nation's sexiest fire department. Yeah, this one's the, the the most unique angle of this. Obviously, is this firefighter chick, firefight burden woman. I uh, was having sex with three dudes, Whoa. three firemen. Woo. Here's ha. my here's my sexist statement of the day. Yes, I think it's easier for women to get over a man cheating than for men to get over a woman cheating. Yes, I don't think that's sexist. I think that's that. Well, go ahead. Share your reasoning, please. A wise one. I think women understand the way men are built. Doesn't excuse it. It doesn't mean you're not going to be in a lot of trouble. It doesn't mean you should do it. Right. It doesn't mean they wouldn't have every right to leave you. Right. But I think women understand the way a man's brain works and that it could be, it can be as meaningless. It can be so one hundred percent meaningless. Other than the fact that you know you broke your vows or whatever, yes. But it's not. It doesn't have to have any. I like her better than you, or you're disappointing me somehow, or right. anything like that. Right. Angle to it. Whereas I think for women, it tends to get into more of a he's providing the kind of companionship that you're not. It speaks to a deeper need being filled. Right. And there's just something. I'm. I'm sorry. This is very animally of me. But there is something fundamentally different, kind of metaphorically different, from a man being irresponsible with his seed and casting it away, and a woman taking it. Yeah, so. There just is. Your comments on this at one eight six six three three one talk By the way, we got a follow-up email from Anonymous. Um, is that her real name? <laughs> no, oddly enough. Um, I'll share with you some of the, some of the parts of that. Um, She's still mad? Oh, and how. Of course she is. As for punishment, I believe they should be fired. Yes, half of my household income will be taken away. But I can speak for my husband when I say his identity and his life are intractably, well, she misspells it, but well, woven within the fire department persona. He and the others who don't deserve that kind of glory, since he obviously is a man who cannot respect the taxpayers, his coworkers, his wife or family enough to keep it in his pants and be a man, a professional for 24 hours in order to focus on the job he is paid to do. And one which many qualified people are anxious for the chance to have. Ooh, there's a good point also. There are are a lot of people, I've known them, who go through all the everything you've got to do to get on the list to become a firefighter, and you're waiting for the next available slot, and they don't come up very often Nope, because it's such a good job. Right. You got to be a shining example to get that job, Mike from Napa. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing fine. What's the story? Uh, about 15 years ago, uh, my wife at the time wanted to go out for her birthday and go dancing, which I didn't like to do. So she went off. With I her heard girlfriend. that. Yeah, absolutely. She went off with her girlfriend, and she ended up sleeping with a firefighter from San Jose, which I didn't find out about until a couple years later when we were going through a custody battle. Because I was divorcing her, obviously, and uh, they. No, wait, wait a second. What, what do you mean you were divorcing her? Obviously, when you found out at the time you're divorcing her about the affair. Well, there was other stuff going on, which led me to want to leave her. Right. Although I didn't know about that particular incident until later. Then how did you find out in the custody? How did it come up in the custody battle? Well, I was about to win because you know she was positive for drugs and she had all these other things going on, and I was a clean cut guy and had a lawyer. She didn't, and. 
you know, and the the judge and my lawyer were really, well, my lawyer told me that I was going to win, hands down. And then when she realized this, she pulled out her ace in the hole and said to the judge, well, they're not his children. So he ordered paternity testing to all three of our children. The first one I already had, and then the second one were, were twins, all with her. And uh, Are you the weeks, father of all these kids? Well, that's what I'm getting to. Seven weeks later, I got the letters in the mail, and I was excluded as the father from all three children. Oh, my God. You're yes. in a custody battle? To raise kids that aren't even biologically yours. That and, is... I, and I was fighting tooth and nail for him because I knew what kind of a woman she was. Well, and, and you loved him, of course. Right. And still... This, the relationship is so much more important than the sperm. First of all, nice choice of a wife there, Mike. Well, I was only 20, you know, and made a mistake. So yeah. I'm much more careful nowadays. Well, good. So how did things turn out? Are you raising the kids? No, no, the, the, the one boy's 18 and the twins are, are 15, but the twins came from that fireman when she slept with him. And he was married with four children of his own already. So who's raising them? Uh, well, last I heard, I kept in contact with the boys for a few years after the divorce because I couldn't quite break it off. Sure. Um, but then uh, she moved away and, you know, I still have their social security numbers, so if I ever wanted to look them up someday, I Or could. steal their identity, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's, Mike, that's uh, the roughest story ever. Good luck with that one. I, uh, I've been living with it for 20 years. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for the call. Oh, my God. Whoa! Oh, my Whoa! God. The child is not yours. Which one? Oh, I'm sorry. All three of your children are not yours. What? You've been busting your ass day in, day out, the way you do when you're a parent to raise them. Not that, you know, they don't deserve that anyway, but, you know, sir, if you'd, like, caressed your wife's head at all, given her a scalp massage or anything, you probably would have felt the horns. Yeah, so she goes out and screws around on him, and uh, not using birth control either. Gets pregnant, and then goes through the whole pregnancy, and birth, and everything else. Just keeps it a secret that, man, this is the firefighter dude that I met when I was out dancing for my birthday. That is a story. Well, it's a cautionary tale. If your wife wants to go out dancing, swallow the bitter pill, fellas. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a tough call between... Dancing yeah. and raising somebody else's kids. Yeah. <laughs> Having somebody else impregnate your wife. Mm. It's a toss-up. <laughs> Here's John. John, hi. I understand you uh, You know of, of some of the participants. Uh, I know the woman involved yeah. uh, actually fairly well. I've had coffee with her a couple times a week for a number of years. and mm-hmm. uh, The thing that I can say is I can understand completely why it happened, because she is sexually electric. She is. She could... She, you, it's I mean, electric. Around, it's like being around Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's she's very strong. She's beautiful, and you can look at her, and she could kick my ass and your ass at the same time. Yeah, we know. And we we've actually spent some quality time. She will kick two men's asses at the same time, apparently. Yeah, she's she's a strong woman, and when you're around her, you I mean you get the vibe. I mean she could she's she's into it. So and she's I also we hear from everybody just a terrific sweet person who everybody likes. Uh, she's she's hilarious. She's funny, and she's aside for breaking I mean, up four marriages. Yeah, I, I could understand in confined quarters though. In confined quarters with this woman over an extended period of time, I mean, there's too much sexual energy. I, hey, I there's a there's sexual. a good there's, there's a good point. If men who aren't gay locked in prison or on a boat at sea or whatever will start having sex with each other, certainly men who are locked up with hot women who want to have sex with them. Uh, you know, that's this happen. is why there can I've, be no women in combat. Yep. I've wanted to have sex with her in the coffee shop. And there's like 20 people in there. I mean, I'm certainly I'm certain that's against the health reg- regulations. <laughs> 
Well, she's, that's all I can say. She's sexually electric, and I don't know if other women understand that, but, but she's not the kind of woman you should put around men in a confined area. Well, wow, that is interesting. Anyone. Hey, John, appreciate it. Totally politically right. incorrect and absolutely true. Yeah, but women, wives... Wives can feel that vibe too. When they meet, yes. if they meet one of your coworkers and they know she's one of those women that could do that, they 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 have their eye on her, right? And which is especially painful for Anne and people like Anne Anonymous because she knew and she was asking, "What's the story with this girl?" Oh, it's cool. We're just she's one of the guys, and she was wondering all these years. She had to be. We've got some female firefighters on the line. We'll get to you. Hang on. I mean, that's why you can't have women in combat. You get to the point you'd have sex with Linda England, apparently. That's how desperate. Ouch. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Uh, Anonymous is online. Hello, Ann. Hello. What's your relationship to this story? I am a wife of a cheating bastard husband. One of the fellows involved in this story? or Yes. When did you, when did you find out about it? I found out about it shortly be uh let's see what day is it today. I found out about it over the weekend that there was some uh but there had been some ongoing suspicion uh before that. So it was basically confirmed. I assume you know the woman involved? Oh I do. All right. How long have you been married to this fellow? Um over ten years. You got kids? Yep. How long has he been doing this uh, coworker, you think? Uh, have you uh, talked to I assume you've talked to him about this. Or is um, he still living in the house? Uh, well, not exactly, no. Not as of about an hour ago. So uh, So what are you going to do? I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, I know that being on TV will be the easiest part of his life from here on out. You're mad, aren't you? Oh, I'm mad. But it's got to be, isn't it even worse, like I was saying earlier, the fact that everybody's going to know. I mean, it's one thing to have to get over it in your personal life. It's another thing to have everybody know, oh, you're the woman who's, well, I saw that on television. Yeah, that is part of it. That's definitely part of the uh, embarrassment uh, factor. Yeah, but come on, you got a marriage and kids. You, you <laughs> well, can deal with the TV part. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you dedicate your life and, yeah. and, you know, strong Catholics of what you believe in, and then, you know, to have him do this, you know. So how attractive is this chick? I know you don't care about this sort of thing at this point. But oh, she's hot. She is? Yeah. I mean, I'll give her that. It's the old Bill Clinton thing. Because yeah. I could. I yeah. did it because I could. Oh, and and and. Yeah. How about the other uh, the other women involved? Have you talked to the uh, the other wives? Oh, we've talked. Well, so it's like desperate housewives. You're all getting on the phone together talking about the situation, right? So, and actually, you know, your jokes are appreciated because there has to be some humor in it. You know, um, you know, well, before the knives start flying. You know, don't kill anybody, please. No. If if you because I don't think the insurance will pay off if you kill. If them. you are, oh, that's my thought. Yeah. If you are so sane, you're appreciating the jokes as well. I want to marry you. You you may be the best adjusted person in the history of mankind. Yeah, well, you have to. You know, it, it's just it's what you have to do. I'm not saying this is right, or that I would, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting it. But have you considered having sex with several of the people that he works with? Oh, you know what? Got to piss him off, now. to get back at him, huh? Got my book out now. There you go. Oh, and that's that's the classic that's so revenge. Wrong. That's what they're doing on Desperate Housewives. You had an affair. Jack, that's fiction. You fiction. had an affair. I'm going to have an affair. Then we're even. You thought that hurt? Watch this. Hey, Ann, are all three of the firefighter guys married? Um, yes. Okay, so the woman is the single oh, one. Yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think was happening? I mean, what, what do you think the mood was at the, there at the firehouse that 
Well, I just, I see, I've never known a woman. I've never known a woman like this. I've never known a woman that would have sex with several dudes at once or several you know, co-workers. I've I, never known a woman like that. And so. I don't know. It used to be such a family-oriented atmosphere that it would just never, this would never happen. And I'm not sure what's happened to make the department make it like this in some firehouses. Because most of the people that I know, this is not this is not their lives, and this isn't what they would approve of, or right. this isn't what they would do. But everybody at that firehouse had to know that was happening. They did, right. And so, so now, now, see, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring up more things for you to be upset about, but now you know that all his buddies, who you probably see on a regular basis, were keeping a secret also. Right, and Boy. nobody would say... You're not helping, Jack. Well, no, but that's the thing, is it's like, so you were my friends, right. you know? Uh, what was his explanation or excuse? or did oh, There he... hasn't really been any. There, he hasn't had a whole lot of um, space for words. Uh, his job right now is to just shut up and listen to me. Oh, yeah, probably for the rest of his life. Yeah, pretty much. You know, so I think you should keep up the jokes because, you know, something's got to make it salvageable and people still have to... I mean, we still have to maintain some family because there are children involved. Right. It's still their right. father. Yes. yes oh, my God. Are they? And, and, you know, sexual hijinks do not, exact, do not necessarily indict a person's entire character. I can understand why they're unacceptable in a marriage. Right. Um, you know, I've got to tell you, and this is absolutely not an excuse, not an excuse in the least, but it is true that... As and I'll I'll speak for myself, as a faithful husband who is still horny as hell at my advanced age, the idea of a sexually aggressive robo hot coworker is a nightmare to me. Sure, a lot of a lot of men who haven't had affairs have not had an affair because that situation has not presented itself. Because that, that that was a you know, and I'm not excusing it either, but you know, a hot chick actually physically comes on to you, you you, you got to be in the right space and strong to, to turn that down, especially if it was a, a, a repeated situation. And, and I guess, you know, my first statement was, you have a sexually aggressive, um, uh, passionate wife. Why did you still have to leave to God, find this, it somewhere else? This story just keeps turning me on more and more. I'm sorry. I'm turned on by this <laughs> story. I realize, right, well, there's a lot of, I realize there's a lot of pain involved. But Anne is setting the tone. Um, so he's... So he's I, uh, I, well, I'm asking these questions because I want to know, and people listening want to know. He was getting it at home. All the time. Oh, so it's God. not like he was high and dry, and okay, that's interesting. That's yeah. it. Right. Boy, then he's, woof, woof. Any chance you can forgive him down the road? Do you even see a glimmer? Uh, there might be a glimmer. Yeah, it's God, just, you're so reasonable. It's just, well, I don't know that his life will be uh, worthwhile in, in the household if I do. Oh, you're going to punish him? Oh, he will be punished. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you can look at it that way, but it is just sex. It is just a physical act that has nothing to do with, right. you know, oh, a maybe. life lifetime of raising kids or right. providing or anything I else. I don't and envy you. know, you. eventually the kids get old enough and they will know what he did and he has to face them with yeah. that. Yes. You see, that'll be that'll be punishment. He's he's and every day waiting for that day to come. Yeah. He's right. gonna he's gonna get his punishment in in guilt. Of my guess. It, well, yeah. All right. Hey. Hey, Ann, uh, yeah. I'm going to put you on hold real quick. Scott wants to give you our, our top-secret hotline number, all right? Okay. We right. very much appreciate the phone call. Yeah, thanks, thanks. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. What's up? Uh, much on the way. So we're sitting at the dinner table last night. Uh, me, the wife, the four-year-old, and the almost three-year-old. And um, the three-year-old Henry, I don't remember how it came up that he had gotten a, a sucker yesterday from the uh, the babysitter who will refer to as Shauna. And um 
somehow it came up in conversation. Where'd you get the sucker? And uh, Henry, I've always preferred the term lollipop. I find lollipop. sucker very, very uh, blunt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, the three-year-old <laughs> says, uh, "Got it from uh, Shauna's house." That's the babysitter. Now, the babysitter, we've got a we got a couple like a lot of people do. If you get in a pinch, somebody you can call. But we got one main one, and um, that we use now and then. And uh, I'll use the name Shauna. The, the, Shauna does take them to the park now and then, so it's not it's not you know we're not stunned to find out that they left the house. Um, she takes them to the park now and then, and then comes back. But um, Henry says I got it from her house. So so you were at you were at Shauna's house. My wife says. And uh, he said, yeah, I, I was sitting in the car. And um, my wife says, hey, Sam, Henry's been to Shauna's house. And Sam said, oh, I have too. And, and she said, you haven't? He said, yeah, her phone always dies. And she needs to charge her phone. So she leaves us in the car and runs in her house. Huh. Huh. And I said, this has happened more than once yeah how often uh, a lot so regularly we found out the babysitter who's a college kid swinging by a college person's house or needs to needs to apparently on a regular basis stop by her house run into her house for a while leaving the two kids in the car unattended wow and uh we were pretty horrified to find that out and trying to speculate as to what is going on in your life where you need to swing by your house all the time. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah, and unless you've got some sort of phone Insta charger, that that cover story well, is fishy. Well, well, yeah, obviously that's right. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, um, well, and leaving the kids in the car unattended just ain't cool. Period. Uh, as the babysitter, uh, that's just that's just not cool. Right. You don't get to do that. And um, the fact that th- to find out this person who we'd, who we'd gotten from a reputable service, great background check, all that sort of stuff, regularly leaves our kids by themselves sitting in the car outside a, you know, a college rental. It was just, we were just, we were sitting there, we were trying to be calm because we didn't want, the, the kids kind of started to feel like they were in trouble or something. Right, right. We didn't yeah. want them to feel like that. But we were both like, what is going on here? And then the speculation of trying to figure out why why it doesn't really matter why she's doing it. Um, she no longer is is going to be doing it because we we ended that last night after a series of texts and phone calls and stuff like that. But <coughs> what do you suppose was going on there? What's your guess? Well, did you, uh, obviously you didn't get a satisfactory answer to that question. Oh no no no! Stuck stuck with that story. She stuck with that story. That I had my cell phone was dying, so I had to run into my house and what? Uh get the cell phone charger or charge the phone or something it didn't make any sense there was no point in pursuing that mm. I, I didn't think i well i yeah i discussed my wife let's let's not let's get away from the detective trying to figure out what she's trying to do let's just end it yeah and, you know make sure nothing bad had happened well yeah 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 i get i that. am i am somewhat concerned about someone with you know who had pretty good background going on to watch other people's kids who's comfortable you know you know what college homes are like. I don't know what this person's house is like, but I know my college experience. It's generally not the place to have a two- or four-year-old because there's all kinds of things that can and do happen in college homes. Sure. And rentals. Sure. And people, and people who hang around there. As one Drugs tweeter, and fornication. 
as one tweeter said last night, in the, in the who knows what kind of randos are walking by. I like the term randos. <laughs> randos is that like random people? Randos, yes, exactly. Randos. You know, that's funny. That drove me out of a neighborhood we used to live in. The randos. I just didn't have a name for them. <laughs> but God dang it! How could you possibly think you can leave somebody else's kids alone in the car while you run in the house on a regular basis? Well, you there's know, something going on there. She's she's got something that she's got to do at her house, and I have some guesses, but. Yeah, I I would guess, and it's a wild guess, fairly innocent, taking care of stuff, bad judgment. Every um, day. Is it, is it air day, you think? Well, it seems to be pretty often. Yeah. Awful always was, you know, now I'm, now I'm guessing at things and making stuff up. Always very excited about the idea of getting them to the park. And, you know, I thought, wow, I'm glad you're so energetic because it's a lot of work to get a couple of kids ready to go and dressed and take them to the park. You know, I'm glad you're so energetic to do that. But really, as soon as I got here, ready to get them in the car and get them to the park. Got to get right back to I feel like she had to get right back to her apartment for some reason. I think there's something she has to run in and do at her apartment uh, on a regular basis. Which is That's odd. Just my, which is just my guess. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, oh boy, I mean. Uh, a couple things come to mind, don't but I don't want to leave be... my kids alone in the car yeah. outside your college rental or anywhere, actually. Difficult to get from a four-year-old and a almost three-year-old uh, time span reading. I mean, did you get any indication how long a period it was? No. Well, I'm trying to nail it down, but just a couple sure. of minutes. But, yeah. it, you know. How long's long enough? Especially on a if it happened once, okay. I'd rather you didn't do that. Don't do that again. It's fine. But you do that on a regular basis. What the heck's going on there? Yeah, boy, something yeah. strange. Only thing I can come up with is like getting high or something. I know that's everybody's guess. Yeah. Something like that. Well, you know, it's 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 some sort of must fulfill need that that must occur. It's hard to imagine. It's a oh I forgot to or a. Right. I mean, I'm trying to picture what that might be, unless she's unless she's got like some sort of baby panda in her house that she's raising, you know, that needs to be fed every hour and a half or something like that. I mean, it's just... I just can't imagine watching somebody's two little kids and I'm gonna run, run leave them alone in the car for any amount of time. I yeah. just I don't do that with my own kids. I certainly can't imagine doing it with somebody else's kids. No, no, that's that's a severe error in judgment there. Or oh. there's something hanky about. I don't know. Well, I think there's definitely something hinky about. Um, God, it was just so, we were just so shocked by it. She leaves you alone in the car? Oh, yeah. you The two of you are just sitting in the car. What do you do? We just sit there. For how long? For a little while. Oof. 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 Yeah. Oh, my God. There is there is no perfect way to 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 background check people who are going to watch your kids, is there? No. Well, no. Just because, you know, we all have character flaws of one sort or another, and they don't always uh, get documented. And, 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 you know, especially at a young age, you can get away with being an idiot for a long time. Trust me. Um, so, no, no, there's, there's no. Well, no plus, you, plus you can have a very good run of responsibility, as uh, I had at one point in my life, and then I decided to uh, live a slightly different lifestyle that involved more uh, having fun, where I wasn't quite as responsible. And if, you were, if I was running on my resume of the past two years, I would look very good. Right. <laughs> but at the current time, I was spending more time trying to uh, enjoy myself, and right. that can happen, too.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a shame. Oh my God, we were just horrified when we found that out. You sit in the car by yourselves, the two of you, or either one of you alone on various occasions. Apparently. Yeah. Nuttiness. Maybe she was taking selfies. <laughs> Could be, Vince. Have you done the uh, social media detective thing? Yeah, I've never really had. Maybe I just don't have the patience for it. You know, the average Facebook page is really full of crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's oh, a lot of crap on there. Mundane. 